Ladies and gentlemen, we are currently holding for further traffic clearance. Check out Kristen's new website, MagicalJourneysVacations.com. For all your vacation needs, Disney, Universal, Cruise Lines, and more. Thank you for traveling with us. MagicalJourneysVacations.com. Have her book your magical vacation today. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney Podcast. The Dining at Disney Podcast. You know the thing about good food? It brings folks together from all walks of life. Your ultimate source for the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Kristen and Bubba are your guides on this culinary adventure. People are going to line up for miles around just to get a taste of my food. Join them as they discuss the latest food news, expert tips, recommendations, and trip planning advice as it relates to Disney dining. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. From quick service to fine dining, you'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you hungrily explore the Disney parks. Let's do this thing! The Dining at Disney podcast. And now your hosts, Kristen and Bubba. Welcome to another episode of the Dining at Disney podcast, your ultimate source for delicious discussion about dining at Disneyland and Disney World. I am your host and foodie, Kristen, and with me is former cast member and future Club 33 owner. Owner? Bubba B. (laughs) Oh, that'd be awesome if I could own it one day. Club 33 member, I guess is the term I should use, (laughs) not owner. Like, oh, thank you, thank you. One day if I win the lotto, yeah, I'll definitely own it. (laughs) You need, like, um, Bill Gates kind of money to buy Disney, probably. You need that type of money to buy Club 33, probably. But that'd be nice. (laughs) That would be cool. (laughs) Okay. Um, Everybody can come. Everybody will be able to come for free. I wouldn't even charge. Just for free. You're supposed to make money off of it. Oh, you know me. Especially the I'm amount of money you'd have to spend to buy it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. Good point. Well, today we are going to be talking about the Tam O'Shanner, which has ties to Disney, which we'll be discussing the St. Patty's event that I had attended there, which included some delicious food and drink. And... uh We'll discuss Walt Disney's ties to that restaurant, as well as the 50th anniversary of Pirates of the Caribbean, some of the cool merchandise and foods that were available at that. And then to end it all, we're going to be talking about Trader Sam's Coffee Company. They recently sent me um, a nice box containing several of their Disney themed coffees. So we'll be discussing that and what I thought about this different coffees that were sent. So let's go ahead and kick this off with talking about Tam O'Shanter. Um, I went out there um, as a guest of Cat Cressida. She had asked me to come out and help her share the fantastic St. Patty's Day events they have going on there um, over my social media. And so I headed out to L.A., And this restaurant is the oldest restaurant in L.A. that is owned and operated by the same family from the beginning. Um, The way that this has ties to Disney is that back in the day, Walt Disney worked just minutes away from this restaurant. 
And so he was a regular there. And he even had a favorite table, which is table number 31. It sits in a, in a corner near a big fireplace. Uh, you can actually request that table if you want. But on the table, um, I've got pictures of it on the blog. If you look for the um, St. Patty's Day uh, post that I did about it, there's a review. And it shows one of the doodles that Walt did on the table. Oh, so you wow. can see that. There's a little plaque on the table that tells you that, that that's the table that was Walt's. Um, and as far as the food, it is absolutely incredible. So you can completely see um, after trying it why it was a favorite of Walt's. And we were, the restaurant was super cool with us. And we got to try so many different uh, dishes that they had. One that we did was their signature meatballs and it had a traditional uh, lingonberry sauce to it. You may be familiar with lingonberries because often they're served, it's served along with um, Swedish meatballs, but Swedish meatballs also has like a gravy to it. So this doesn't. Um, the best I could explain is kind of similar to like when you do like a, a sweet chili kind of meatballs for like a, like a big party or something like that. They're kind of similar to that. And then we also started off with the Scotch rarebit. And it is a Scottish recipe of cheddar cheese, Belhaven Scottish ale, cayenne pepper, and it is served with sourdough toast. It is like the Scottish version of queso. It was absolutely <laughs> awesome. And then for our main dishes, we had tons of things that we were able to try. Um, we had the corned beef and cabbage. It had... Uh, buttered red potatoes, herb carrots, and a spicy English mustard with it. It was so tender, very flavorful, absolutely amazing. Then, then we also did toad in the hole. And the best way I can explain this, it's kind of similar to like a pot pie. So it's got diced filet mignon in it, as well as Yorkshire pudding, pearl onions, mushroom and carrots, kale, and there's a Guinness gravy. And oh, wow. It's just, it's beautiful and very tasty. Um, I don't like prime rib. I always find it to be very, very chewy. <gasps> oh, wow. Are you a prime rib lover? Uh, carnosaur, more like it. Yes. Oh, yeah, I love prime rib. Prime, love it to death. Yes. Okay. Bubba, sometime you have to go here and have their prime rib. Oh, I've heard about it. Yes, I've definitely heard about it. It is English cut, uh, the one that we had. Mm -hmm. And this, by far, is the best prime rib I've ever had. It was so tender that you didn't even need a steak knife to cut it. You could cut it with, like, just easily with a butter knife. Oh, yes. And it just kind of, like, melted in your mouth. Um I would definitely have a prime rib here. So that tells you how good this prime rib was. Wow. Yeah, I mean, prime rib, it's, uh, it, it can be hard to cook sometimes. Whether If you do it right, like you said, yeah, it'll come out tender, moist, but you can easily do it wrong where it just comes out gray and rough and chewy. Uh, I've seen it happen dozens of times. Uh, we used to cook it at restaurants that I used to work at. But, um, yeah, the... It's hard because the, one of the best prime ribs I had was in Vegas, and it was a king cut. It was probably, a, uh, I can't even, 
I had a, I had a picture of it a long time ago, but it was just one of the biggest prime ribs I've ever seen. And yeah, that was, I mean, I, I got to try this Tama Shannon one. It, the pictures you posted, you and Kat posted from it were, I almost ate my phone looking at them. <laughs> it look that good yeah, it looked that good. Yeah. I mean, just the right amount of redness, you know, cause you don't want to overcook it. You always want it like medium rare. You don't want it medium, medium well or well done. It just gets chewier as it's cooked more. So you yeah, had it at the perfect is, temperature. This is the first time that I've ever had a non-chewy bite of, and I actually had, had more. I actually had a second serving of it because I liked it enough uh-huh. to have more. <laughs> and, a, uh, and then yeah, they English, gave us English cut is yeah. a pretty good cut too. And they gave us a whole bunch of um, a variety of desserts um, to try as well, and those were all really good. Um, one of them was Sunday. Um, we had a creme brulee. And the, my favorite one, I can't even think of the name of what it was, but the desserts were all. I mean, everything, all I can say is everything there was great. Um, nothing, there's nothing on that menu that we got to try that I wouldn't order again. Oh. Wow, this is, sounds so, like a great place to go. I can see absolutely why this was a place that Walt went to frequently. Even once he changed offices, he um, and was worked further away from Tamo Shanner. He still would continue to be a regular there. Um, you can see pictures of him with the owner at the time. Um, there's even a drawing when you first enter. It's right next to the hostess stand. Um of the owner with some of the Disney characters. So it, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a really awesome looking place. The atmosphere is really unique. It's very much will remind you of like a, a place that you would visit in, um, in um, Europe. I mean, it just was super, super cool looking place. Um, have tons and tons of, scotch so if you're scotch drinker you'll definitely find something there that you'll like um while we were there the band that was performing was the plowboys and they are actual regulars of the restaurant and have been performing there for over 20 years um they said the first friday of the month they perform and after that it is every thursday night that they perform so they can always be caught there um performing at the restaurant so if you ever get a chance, definitely head out there, check it out, um, see if you can sit at Walt's table, and just <laughs> you know take it all in. To me, it was it was really cool to get to see um, a place that Walt, you know, went to that was not Dis- was not Disney run. You know, I mean, everything I've ever had the opportunity to experience was something that you know, Walt had tie, like ties to, but was, was Disney related. So to me, this is, um, was super, super cool experience. That is, that's, that is definitely like a, something for every Disney fan to go do. If you're in LA, that's, I kind of regret not doing it. Cause I'd never heard about this place. Really. I'd maybe heard about it once or twice before, but, um, you know, when you mentioned it, I'm like, Oh, I think I heard of somebody talking about that place. And I didn't realize how much, history you know there was between walt and the place and you know i kind of regret not ever going down there when i lived there oh and so i'm definitely gonna have to go and check it out 
And that was the same weekend as Pirates 50th, which we attended the next day. So I'm going to let you talk about our experience with uh, the the madness that was the 50th. <laughs> it was. It was, um, you know, luckily you were there for Food and Wine Festival. So when we met you, we met you inside Disneyland. So, of course, we knew the first thing we had to do was do Pirates because throughout the day, we know it was going to be nuts. But. My main goal was try to, you know, at least get some type of merchandise for the day, which they had. They had lots of pins. Um, they had a stein, which was the line for. You saw it. It was just insane. You were probably going to wait two hours for this stein. And it. Um, luckily, we did get a picture of it. Um, and if you haven't seen it yet, it's a nice big stein. You know, Disney has these creative steins that you can purchase. Um, you know, they had one for the 50th, 60th anniversary. It was nice and blue with the castle on top. This one um, had like all this Aztec writing on the side with uh, on the top. It has the famous iconic Pirates of the Caribbean scene where you see the skeleton steering the pirate ship wheel, you know, in the wind. And that was the very top of the stein. They started selling it maybe the Thursday, the day before the actual celebration kicked off. Um, or the yeah, a couple days before, and it was already sold out. I believe it was either Thursday or Friday that they they just sold out within an hour or two. So when we went Saturday, crazy. yeah, when we went Saturday, which was the actual day of the fiftieth, uh, there was already people in line for it from like eight in the morning, all the way till we got in the park around. We met you around nine, I believe, and we go straight to Pirates, and the line is just going everywhere through New Orleans Square, just every crevice you could think of. But there was also another line for uh, the shirt that they offered, which was um, you were offered either um, a red shirt, which any uh, guest from Disneyland can buy, which has the uh, date March 18th, you know, 2017, saying that you were there for the 50th. Or you could get the annual pass holder one, which luckily I grabbed the final Big size. At least I was told by the cast members I had got the last uh, shirt for the um, annual pass holder, the big sizes, and this is it right here. Luckily, I got it. And, you know, it's just like the red shirt, except on the back, it does have a pass holder type uh, emblem. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Not too big, but, you know, something like that. Um so they sold out of these maybe a couple hours later um, with the shirts. Yeah, also when we got into the park, they gave out uh, Pirates of the Caribbean buttons, which are right. Yay. Yes. You know, have the happy 50th, promoting the movie Dead Men Tell No Tales. And um, there was a couple more merchandise. I mean, I they had this Pirates of the Par Caribbean 50th anniversary pin for annual pass holders, which I luckily got not one but two so here it is right here for your pass holder this was the pin that they that you could purchase and it's got a nice picture on there of walt oh that's cool yeah and then um they had a couple more offerings uh more merchandise pins and stuff like that which were selling out park wide um but the great thing that they offered was food and you know they didn't announce any of this until a week before uh, that they were doing this uh, 50th anniversary event, which we were stoked because we knew, oh, we're already going to be in the park that day. 
so we can go check stuff out. But the line for everything was still long. We got there kind of early, so it was before a lot of the restaurants opened because we wanted to go do food and wine after that. So we, I think we tried to uh, get a golden churro, but the line was just way too long already for it. Yeah, 40 to 50 people in line for a golden churro. For a golden churro. If you don't know this, it's, uh, you know, they have the regular churros, but with this golden churro, they uh, roll it in a lemon type golden dust, which makes it, gives it that golden uh, sparkle. Same thing with the beignets also. If you were in line for the, well, it where they sold the steins was at uh, the mint julep bar. And that's the only place where you could get the lemon beignet. So we definitely weren't going to try the beignets too, because the line was two hours long just for the cup. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I wanted to try more of the food. It was just too hectic in between and in there. So, uh, we didn't really get to try some of the food, unfortunately, but we did eat a lot over at Food and Wine that day. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we, we did. But, um, you know, you had to leave later in the day, um, you know. Yes, to go. I, because I was there specifically to go to um, Tam O'Shanner's, um, you know, my my ticket, of course, was I could use for the full day, but because I was coming out there, Kat was super cool and had hooked me up with the ticket. And at that point I had already like set my flight to, um, to leave as late as I could. So at least I could enjoy some time being in California. Um, but unfortunately the latest affordable flight was for me to take at 10 45 <laughs> PM. So, I mean, I got, a nearly full day at the parks because it was what oh, yeah. I think six thirty or six forty five when I left yeah, the park to walk like back to my car and then do all that. So I got, you know, a good like nine hours in the park. So I well, can't after, complain about that at all. Yeah. And we enjoyed every hour that you were with us. It was so much fun. I'm so I'm glad you got to come. So after you left, we decided, you know what, let's just head back to Disneyland. Let's see how insane it kind of is maybe watch the electrical parade or do something so after we sat down and uh we couldn't find a seat for the electrical parade so luckily you uh you met some of my friends earlier that day that let us take a picture of the stein um david and uh Diggs from the mouse pirate podcast which we took pictures of uh, we took pictures with them, you know, and they mentioned us on their podcast too, which was pretty cool of them. So thank you for that, guys. Shout out to you. But I got to meet up with them. I saw them sitting for the electrical parade in the um, in uh, Jolly Holiday outside. So they let us sit with them, and we chatted for a long time. Uh, watched the electrical parade with them. So we decided towards the end, you know what? Why don't we head over to Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, me and my wife Taylor. So we tried it we checked it out and luckily the line was not long for pirates uh you know earlier it was about two hours long it was only maybe 20 minutes long luckily because everybody wanted to watch the parade and the fireworks show so we got on it that day which was great i'm glad i got to ride it the day of the 50th so after we left we thought you know what i'm gonna try this golden churro line to see how it is because earlier it was just around the block I go there. There was only 10 people in line. I'm like, okay, I'm jumping nice. right in right away. Yes. So we got in line. We got the golden churro. And I have to admit, I loved it better than the regular churro. Really? Uh, yes, I truly did. You know what? It's had that flavor. 
if you've had Fruit Loops or Tricks, you know, that lemon, you get that lemon Fruit Loop or that lemon Tricks type, uh, you know, if you bite into that, that's what the taste reminded, the flavor reminded me of. And it, for some reason, it just fit well with the churro. It was nice and warm with that lemon flavor. And I was hooked on it. I'm like, oh, man, I, I even told my wife, this is so much better than the regular churro. And they are still, they were, this was only supposed to be a weekend thing, maybe a week long. They are still selling it in the park because that's how popular it is. Um, wow. Yeah. So you can only find it in the golden churro, the churro cart in um, New Orleans Square. That's the only place where you can find it. So if you plan on going, I'm sure they're going to have it while the movie um, comes out in May. So, you know, definitely something you have to try and uh, enjoy the flavor of it. It's really good. But other than that, yeah, that, that was has it. a lot more to say than what you had to say about the Dole Whip <laughs> cotton candy that just tasted like regular cotton candy. That was very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. You know, a lot of people raved like, oh, thank God. I mean, and but not only that, they, they didn't mention it was Dole Whip. Like, oh, do you have the Dole Whip cotton candy? And they're like, oh, it's just pineapple. It's not Dole. I'm like, oh, okay. Is that a difference? So I tasted it and I'm like, Oh yeah, it is a difference. It does that don't taste any pineapple at all. Thank God you didn't stamp Dole Whip on this thing. So I, yeah. all they did was just spray. It's like they sprayed gold on the cotton candy, basically, and that's what it was. Or yellow, and I didn't taste any pineapple. Did you? Did I offer you a taste of it? No, you had it the day before. Oh, I had it the day before. That's right. When we were there, um, but no, very disappointed in the pineapple cotton candy. So if you're just gonna get cotton candy, get the regular. Yeah, because I had asked you about it. And that was like one of the first things I think I asked you about because I had remembered seeing it in your post. And I was like, if it really tastes like Dole Whip, then I'm going to taste it. But if it doesn't, then I want nothing to do with it. I know what cotton candy it, tastes like. <laughs> it did not taste like Dole Whip whatsoever. It seems to me that cotton candy would be pretty hard to flavor because all it is, it's spun sugar. Yeah. So trying just, to get it to pick up a flavor other than sugar doesn't seem like that would be too easy. No, probably not. But just, I mean, they could have done something better to it to give it that pineapple flavor. But I couldn't taste it at all. I one, not what one bit of pineapple. What a shame. Yeah, definitely. But um, you know, that was a fun day. I'm glad they did this uh, event for the 50th, and I'm glad we got to be there for it because you know that only happens once in a lifetime. Empire to the Caribbean is a staple at Disneyland and Disney World and everywhere around the world. So. I will say the Pirates in Disneyland is my favorite. However, I was excited to ride that, or well, at least be there for the 50th, um, because the first, first ride that I ever rode in a Disney park was Pirates of the Caribbean at Disney Aww. World. Oh, that's nice. Now, sometimes I don't ride it because I've been on it so many times, and it's just not as cool as the one at <laughs> Disneyland. Well, I can't wait to compare one day, hopefully, try the one at Disney World. Next year, gonna happen. Hope so. Hope so. See, I told Tay you need to start one of those Disney vacation funds that they have online. Put just a little bit of money away each week, something that, you know, you're barely gonna notice, like, you know, $10 <clears throat> or something like that. And then by the time it rolls around, You'll have so much money in there. It'll make make it so much easier. Mm -hmm. Then we'll give you a call. 
Yay! And then we can plan our big trip. Yes. Oh, that'd be fun. And we get to be your tour guides. This oh, time. this yeah, there's quite the switch. Yeah, if you're ever with me at Disneyland, I'll always give you a little tour. Always tell you, <laughs> always tell you those you know the most stupidest stuff, but some of the most important stuff too. That you know that I that I found out throughout the years of working there and being a, a park guest. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about the Trader Sam's coffees that I got to try. So Trader Sam's Coffee Company uh, sent me a box of five different coffees. And the way that I got hooked up with them was, again, because of Kat Cressida. She has her own special coffee for her character with them. Trader Sam's has is their line of like Disney inspired coffees. So um, her particular coffee is based on her character at the Haunted Mansion, Constance uh, Hatchaway. And that particular one is called Happily Never After. Now I did not get a chance to try that one, but they did send us five others. And one of the cool things about this is this company started off as the Smiling Dog uh, Coffee, and it was to help provide uh, fund relief for dog rescues across the U.S. So that's a really cool thing that the money goes to a charity. And then they branched off and started the Trader Sam's line, which are the, the Disney-themed ones. Um, it's all um, of their coffee coffees are premium special grade coffee beans. Um, they're gluten free and kosher for people who are concerned about that. And uh, they only use natural extracts and raw sugars. So they're definitely a, a premium coffee. The ones that we got to try was the Main Street USA Colombian, which I think is perfect for people who don't like flavored coffees. Um, it's just an easy to drink, non, you know, non-flavored, uh, coffee. And then they also sent us, uh, the plus ultra vanilla. And if you like vanilla, definitely try this. It's a French vanilla and it's probably the best French, uh, vanilla coffee I've ever had. I'm not Ooh. a big fan of vanilla coffees. Um, I have to find it to just kind of taste artificial. You know, uh -huh. it's kind of like the difference between getting the cheap vanilla ice cream that's, you know, in the little box versus like the premium French Pre vanilla that's made by some other company. And yeah. it's like that much of a difference. I mean, it's really good. We also were able to try uh, Prospector's Roast. Now, all these are themed after like attractions and things from Disneyland. So, of course, this one you see the the label on it, and it's after uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yeah, and awesome. it looks all these labels are super cool, and they have artists, guest artists that develop these labels for them. So, I think they that's were. pretty cool. Um, they are. The <laughs> This one was one of Al John's favorites. He really liked the uh, hazelnut one. Um, our favorite overall is the Matterhorn Bob Sledders Brew. And it is a fudge brownie oh. uh, flavored coffee. And this literally is like drinking a fudge brownie. Oh. It is 
really has that that nice taste. It's not that that cocoa chocolate taste. It's actually a very like fudgy brownie taste to it. Um, to me, I think this is like a perfect coffee to have instead of dessert. I mean, it's it's rich in flavor and low in calories. So oh. I mean, what's better than that, right? Oh, I can't think of anything. Just you had me at fudge. As soon as you said fudge, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> oh. And then we also tried the Ghoulish Delight, and that's a cinnamon bun coffee. And this one I thought was going to be my favorite because I like cinnamon coffees. But that's what I'm telling you. Like that fudge brownie one, it's that good. It edged it out. Um, but. The best way I can explain this is, you know, when you most of us think about a cinnamon bun, we think of like Cinnabon where it's got that tons of the frosting on top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this is more of like drinking the bun without all the frosting. So you don't have that super sweet, you know, ness from that. But it's not to where it tastes like somebody dropped cinnamon in a cup either. Okay. It's like a really nice cinnamon balance. It's more of like a stripped down version of a cinnamon bun. Like it just mm. has a really good flavor. Um, I liked it. That was probably my second favorite tied with maybe the vanilla. Um, the other coffees that they have that are Disney themed is um, I already mentioned Happily Never After. Uh, Skipper's Brew. Uh, that one is, uh, I believe, banana flavored. Um, and then, of course, themed Jungle Cruise. Enchanted Tiki Coconuts. That's pretty much explains that one. And Mad Chocolate Biscotti. Of course, you know, you've got the Mad Hatter, so the tea party and all that. So, um, And what do you have it when you have it at a tea party? You have often biscotti. So, it makes, I mean, all these are perfectly, like, the flavors that they put with what it is are great. They really did put a lot of uh, time and effort into coming up with the names of their coffees, you know, getting cool artists to do their graphics for the, you know, the labels and then making sure like the right flavor was paired with the right attraction. So I think they did an awesome job with this. Um, and I'll tell you one of the cool things about it is the box that it comes in has what looks kind of like a warning label. It's a big label on the side of the box and it says notice extremely addictive contents inside. And I was like, <laughs> that is an awesome label to put on a box. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> um their coffees are $10 for a 12-ounce bag, except for the Main Street USA one. That one's 11 but all the others are $10. So uh, uh, definitely make sure you check them out. Their website is TraderSamsCoffee.com. Um, banana pie is what the other one was. Ooh. So, yum. I need some. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> These damn these labels, these the labels look amazing too. By the way, I just you know you have to admire the artist. You know, I appreciate what the artist did. You know, doing you know the drawings for this, they look amazing. Wow, colorful too. Yeah, very colorful. Well, I think that is 
all that we have for you today. Thank you so much for downloading this show. As you know, we are part of the Weeby Geeks Network and can be found on iTunes, streamed on Stitcher, and watched on YouTube. Uh, on YouTube, it is The Dining at Disney. So be for sure to like and subscribe to our feeds. And don't forget to share with your friends. Give us a five-star rating and review. We would absolutely love it if you would do that for us on iTunes. Um, for those of you wanting to know how you can support the show, you can do that by shopping our affiliate links. We have the Disney Store, Garden Grocer, Jelly Belly. We have some books from Amazon from some of our favorite uh, Disney friends in the community, as well as you can shop our eBooks as well. Um, Bubba, let everybody know where they can find you. You could find me on Twitter and Instagram, big underscore Bubba underscore B. You can see all the pictures that we took from the Pirates 50th because uh, there's a couple more. They also had little picture booths that you could take, you know, with signs saying you were there for the 50th, which I do have posted on there. So go ahead and check them out and uh, give me a like, friend request me, and we'll talk Disney. Yay. Yes. As far as dining at Disney, uh, you can find us on social media as far as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Paris Periscope. It is dining at Disney there. If you would like to send us questions, comments, concerns, constructive criticism, um, happy emails, whatever, you can email us at podcast at dining at Disney.com. Again, thanks so much for listening. Until next time, bon appetit. affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings and is intended for entertainment purposes.